Hands ain't there and the state plays its game No brain, no shame Every dictated curriculum is lame In 1984, all were laid out What 2020 would actually do Just a little late, we've been overdue The street was paved long ago When the federal dirt got its gold Total control brought to a wider scene Delivered by the screen A hijacked financial system Okay, let's go ahead and get started It's a little bit early tonight, 8.16pm D-Day, 2023, it's 12.7 Anniversary of Operation AI, its real name. Uh, likely just another PSYOP in a long, long, continuous chain of PSYOPs. And there are no PSYOPs that take place in a vacuum. Uh, these are not anomalies. These are all part of a meta script. They all exist in the same fictional universe. Phones are open. 505-349. 0420. The title of tonight's live stream is Elon Musk spelled with a Q. Elon Musk and the fake fringe, which we'll get into, along with naked Joe Biden walking around, stumbling around the White House naked and on meth. We'll talk about uh, Alex Jones, the 9-11 prophet on Tucker Carlson, and Donnie Darkened the one who has the prediction that Antichrist Donald Trump is soon going to be revealed. He's going to be on Tim Pool. And finally, we're going to talk about a couple of shooters. And, well, the bomber, the guy who blew up his house in D.C., and then the shooter in Las Vegas, which occurred on the 6th year and 66th day from the last shooting in Vegas that we often reference. And that shooter was obsessed with Alex Jones. So I'm thinking... Hmm. Shooter shoots up a university. It's connected to Alex Jones, and then Alex Jones goes on to Tucker Carlson. So it seems kind of like a hit piece or something. Let me catch up on comments. I'm joined by Lesko. Austin108 says, I appreciate your info, but you don't get enough reality credit, the nature of reality, for allow strange things like the Mandela effect to happen. Interesting. Uh, Conrad Madness says Mars isn't real. I agree. At least it's not a landable object where they're going to build communes. Now, here's what I'll say, though. There's a big distinction between Mandela effect and synchronicity. Uh, a Mandela effect posits that reality has changed, it's changed retroactively, and it's there's a, a tangible physical change. There's residue. But the synchronicity isn't suggesting that reality is changing. Um, it, it more has to do with the subjective experience of meaningful coincidences. But there's something of a similarity between the two, and it's worth discussing. But the difference is, a synchronicity is something that can be documented and perceived. The Mandela effect is not falsifiable. It's not about right place, right time. It's about a miraculous claim about an object that has changed. Uh, on the screen here, you see a number of individuals wearing tinfoil Mickey Mouse hats with X's on their chests and rockets flying in the background. And yeah, this goes along with the title of tonight's live stream, Elon Musk and the Fake Fringe. The HBIC says Hunter Biden's new tax evasion charges came out tonight, three felonies included. Yeah, nothing's going to stick. You know, that's it's just like the 40 baby heads that Ben Shapiro flung at the Wailing Wall. None of them stuck. 
none of these charges are going to stick. None of the 91 charges or whatever Trump got, it's not going to stick. It's all theater. So relax. Hunter Biden's going to be okay. He'll continue to pump out a nonstop stream of eggplant picks for the maggots and the Trumpanzees who are totally obsessed with him. And at the end of the day, he's just another drug addict degenerate artist. You know, since he's an artist, he gets sort of like, he gets a pass for his eccentricities. He's just expressing himself. So yes, I'm, I am correct, and I'm happy. I'm actually on Team Biden. I'm sorry, not the president. I'm on Team Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden and I are sort of, we're sort of bros in a sense, because we have both been targeted by the same individual, the same smear merchant who works for the Trumps. We're talking about uh, Goldfinch, the whole operation of taking down Hunter Biden. Yeah, um, it's, it's Marco Polo. That's Marcus Goldfinch. He's best friends with Garrett Ziegler, admittedly. And the fact that we're both being targeted by the same person means we have more in common than not. And I want to see this tortured artist get revenge. He ought to sue Marcus Goldfinch for defamation, because who do you think financed the publication of the print version of his laptop, which just has a bunch of pictures of him having legal, consenting, disgusting sex with disgusting people. But it's his right. It's his right to be a disgusting crackhead and to essentially play the role of the, the prodigal son, which I actually think is the case. There's a reason why the Democrats don't see anything wrong with it. You have to remember that they're moral relativists, one, but also that the Biden family, they're, they're Catholic. And one of the most path, uh, powerful stories in the whole you know, Catholic collection of you know, what defines their version of the faith is the prodigal son who goes out and he spends all kinds of money, lives a very worldly life, comes back empty-handed, and his father forgives him. And we kind of saw that play out with the Bidens, and I think that's sort of endearing to the people on the left. In other words, no matter how many times they expose Hunter Biden as a degenerate, it's never going to look bad on him. It's like you can't, what is that expression? Is it George Bernard Shaw? Never wrestle with the pig because you, go, you both get muddy, but the pig likes it. Like so, you're flinging mud at a couple, you know, at the at the Democrats. Nice try. Oo says, "Do you believe weather modification is a hoax?" I would say that weather modification is as hoaxy as climate change. So, if climate change is real, weather modification is real. But you can't have one; you have to have them both. So, you choose which one is real, or rather, what is the case? Are they both real, or are they both fake? If you live in a world where man can modify the weather, anthropogenic climate change, then you're on Team Greta. It doesn't matter if you blame it on harp or airplanes. It's the same thing. So, and, and another thing, you ask me if I believe? No, I don't believe anything. I know what I know. I don't need beliefs as a substitute for knowledge because I'm curious enough and driven enough to find out what I need to know. I don't sit back with mere conjecture. I don't speculate. I go into the trenches, and, and this has always been the case, and this is what the IPR deep dives are ultimately about. In fact, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to go attend a Yule Solstice pagan ceremony out in the woods somewhere. And I'm doing this because, again, IPR deep dives. I don't think you should get information from internet sources and regurgitate it. You know, this is the age of remote archaeology where people are doing mud flood research from a thousand miles away, 10,000 miles away, talking about what's beneath the ground over there. 
It's like you're in your basement. We have to get our hands dirty sometimes. So anyway, my point is, no, I don't know that climate change is real or weather modification, but I'm not even close to saying it's believable and I might just believe it just because. I won't agree to anything without evidence. And there are people who are really frustrated by this. Like, you don't believe we're on a ball? I'm like, no. I need better pictures. It doesn't mean that I automatically default to a turtle with a disc on the back. It means I default to nothing. I can be agnostic. I can reserve judgment. Commenter says, okay, buddy, let me send you the International Weather Warfare Treaties from the Environmental Modification Convention. Yeah, I would be interested. I really would be. But I think there's a huge difference between, like, okay, does man modify the weather? Well, we modify the environment. We transform the environment. We have irrigation. We have every means possible to modify the environment. But as far as are we altering the climate with our capitalism? Because here's the thing. Climate change is there to scapegoat capitalism and consumerism. It's a political ideology. It's just totally disingenuous. And it, it bothers me a little bit that truthers who see through that don't understand that they're taking the same bait. The, the same hook is in their mouth when they believe that chemtrails is causing the weather to change. Because one, chemtrails aren't real. That's Those are cirrus clouds and they're beautiful. And uh, two, NASA says they change the weather. And I don't believe NASA. They have a vested interest in you accepting the premise that man is screwing up Gaia and man needs change. They're turning everybody against our freedoms. Property rights, capitalism, free speech. It's, it's even leaking into the right. I mean, it was always there waiting to stab them in the back, but it's there. You have right-wingers like Jack Posobiec suggesting that, you know, we got to do something about Reddit because it's radicalizing people with trans ideology and they're becoming shooters. I'm like, wait a minute, that's what the left says about Discord. So if they're both in agreement, it's probably a bad thing. But yeah, I'll certainly look into it. Environmental Modification Convention documents, I'll look into it. Another thing, too, I happen to believe that the chemtrail theory is a loaded question, the way they frame it, and it hooks a lot of free thinkers in. So they know that not everyone's going to fall for everything. So they, they put out these theories that will catch anybody paying attention. And then once they got their attention, they can misdirect them at will. And I've met these chemtrail pushers, and a lot of them, I just think they're feds. I think they're putting out truth or bait to steer you in the wrong directions. But they say, what are they spraying? What are they spraying? What are they spraying? Well, you know, this, this is the loaded question, which means the question itself contains a, a hidden, smuggled premise, which is assumed to be true. Like, that there is a substance in the plane that is being, quote, sprayed. And it'd be like if you were to see a, a dirt bike going across the desert, and there's a cloud of dust behind it. And you were to say, what is that thing spraying? Well, it's not spraying anything. It's disturbing the environment. So here's an example. Agent 131711 says, the exhaust on the wingtips, what are they spraying? So you have an airplane, and you have some trails on the tips of the wings. Now, this guy who's Agent 1317, he's a chemtrail guy, he's got like a billion followers. Because if you're actually... Speaking the truth, you don't get followers, not these these types of numbers. You only get these numbers if you're helping to 
liquefy reality. But no, that's called an aerodynamic contrail. These are perfectly normal. And they actually show up on Formula One race cars. So when you see a Formula One race car and you see these trails on their tails, are you going to say it's spraying something? No, it's an environmental effect. Or another example, the wake behind a boat. Look at a wake behind a boat. And imagine goldfish or just any kind of fish, you know, like or carp or catfish. They're looking up and they're seeing the wake behind a boat. And one says to the other, what are these boats spraying? Like, no, they're not spraying anything. They're churning the water. It's a disturbance in the atmosphere that's being misinterpreted. And it just so happens that if you go up 20,000 feet and you blow a lot of hot air, some hot exhaust in that rarefied, cold, cold, high atmosphere air, it's going to create condensation. It's going to crystallize. You're going to have beautiful ice crystal cirrus clouds to look at. And they form beautiful grids, which truthers mistake as ominous. Like, oh, look at the scary grids. Yeah, um, your streets are on grids. You'll notice intersections. That's because destinations cross paths. If you cross the lines, you just connect the dots. It's pretty simple to understand the flight paths. But anyway, from Donald Trump's last day in office, 1-19-2021, it was exactly 666 days later that he announced his candidacy at Mar-a-Lago for the 2024 presidential election. Just another Trump 666 coincidence. Look, this is a big deal that Donnie Darkened, of all people, is going to be on Tim Pool. And that's going to be tomorrow. And I have some clips from the Alex Jones-Tucker Carlson conversation. It's basically Infowars with Alex Jones just Infowarsing. And Tucker just sits there and listens uncritically, like he does with anybody, no matter what they say. So here we have it. We have Donald Trump's last day in office to his presidency being announced was exactly 666 days that was posted by Michael in Truth so the UNLV shooter claimed he decoded the Zodiac killer's messages in a 15 page paper and he was a member of Mensa so there's a few things about him his name is Anthony Polito and I don't know if they pulled his website down yet no it's still up so he wrote a bunch of articles and some of these are interesting, like Inception, Decoded. So he decoded the movie Inception, which is a Christopher Nolan. That's interesting. The Bridesmaid. We'll see what else. He supposedly, yeah, he decoded the final 18 letters of the Zodiac Killer and revealed his identity. So what they've done here, I think Synchromorphia suggested that maybe they're trying to build an archetype that news media decoders are secretly gun-toting maniacs. The unverified website of the retired professor, Tony Polito, includes an entire section devoted to theories regarding various mysteries and puzzles, including his thought on the film Inception and the disappearance of Malaysia Airlines Flight MH370. Now, there could be something else to it, too. Because what is Q but a puzzle? An alternate reality game? A bunch of people trying to crack puzzles? So that could be part of a new archetype they are building. By the way, we do have an explanation for what happened to the MH Flight 370. Don Lemon actually came up with this. Don Lemon's, this is from CNN, uh, and this is the guy, God, you know, I'm, I'm really 
disturbed by this guy and the allegations against him. But anyway, I'm not going to get into his his uh, behavior. But Don Lemon asked if a black hole could have swallowed the missing plane. While speculating on the missing plane, CNN anchor entertained the possibility it could have been sucked into a black hole. That's what people are saying, Lemon observed. I know it's preposterous, but is it preposterous? Well, it is. A small black hole would suck our entire universe, so we know it's not that. Maybe the Bermuda Triangle, which is usually just weather. Anyway, um, the scientist on the show said, I think it's wonderful the whole world's trying to help with their theories. I love their theories. Well, they probably wouldn't have liked it if they had said it. Maybe it flew off the edge of the Earth. That's what happened to Malaysia Flight MH370. went off the edge of the Earth. So there's more information about this shooter, which we'll get into. Another major part of it is that he was massively into Alex Jones. Cubstar says, MH370 happens to be making the rounds again recently with two videos claiming to be satellite and drone footage showing orbs making a portal that makes the plane disappear. So maybe it was a black hole. Diana South, yep, I agree, it could have been that. That's a unreadable comment. Now, Synchromorphia says that the shooter looks like a literal video game NPC. It could just be a real person intentionally made to look that way. I saw some individuals in the chat room breaking down the image, and even the glasses look fake. It's one of these, this person does not exist types. Could be entirely fake. Very low body count. I think it was only three. I noticed that a lot of people are now picking up on what Nikki Haley said. That for every 30 minutes that someone watches TikTok every day, they become 17% more anti-Semitic. I mean, you really do the math on that. You can really only do about three hours of TikTok, and then you're just full-blown. Maybe that's what happened to Caleb5D. He watched too much TikTok, and he became a, a stormtrooper, a Nazi. Just overnight, he flipped. That's what happened. A couple hours, he's like, well, I'm about 68% Nazi. Another hour goes by, and yeah, he's he's more than, he's over the top, more than 100%. Mike Rothschild on X said, the UNLV shooter who killed three people was a retired professor, a conspiracy theory believer, and Alex Jones fan. And by the way, the Walmart shooter... His name was Benjamin Jones. I'm like, look, there's a lot of Joneses out there. So Benjamin Jones, he shot up a Walmart, and he said 9-11 didn't happen. Okay, and then you had that one guy in, was it in 2020, the one who burned the three Masonic lodges? I think his name was uh, Benjamin Carlson Coleman. They should have just left it Carlson. Anyway... He said that the Rothschilds' family are bent on world domination. So there you have it. He's a conspiracy theorist. He believes the anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. And he's listening to Alex Jones. And then the next day, Alex Jones goes on to Tucker Carlson. Which, we'll get into some of these clips here. The one I want to play, the one in particular, I think is... Here it is. This is where Alex Jones says, and he has confirmed information about this, that Biden needs amphetamines to perform at the podium, and he walks around naked. 
And this isn't new. I've, I've actually seen accounts from Secret Service that he often walked around naked wearing nothing but his cockroach legs. His leg, or yeah, his, his leg hairs were like cockroach legs. Or at least that's what he told the kids at the pool during that corn pop story. Okay, here we go. Alex Jones. The system, the media going after Biden, and he deserves it, but they were covering it up until now. Now they're covering the laptop. Now they're covering attack on the dog. Now they're covering, you know, all of his senility, all the corruption, the Chinese spies. Attacking a dog. What a pig he is. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I was told that by Secret Service and by uh, yeah. people that, let's just say, work with them. And I'm going to leave it at that. But so Biden attacking dogs. Now, I remember the story about how he was naked in the shower and the dog put a ball at his feet and ran. And he chased the dog, slipped on a rug, grabbed the dog's tail and was dragged naked down the hallway by the dog's tail. He told that story when he was wearing the leg brace. But anyway... Let's continue, and he's going to talk about the amphetamines. And I actually have a contact for you. I'd like to be able to hear it from them, but when this is over, I'll let you actually hear it from yourself. I think they'll tell you off record. I think they're willing to talk to you. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he is completely out of his mind. He wanders around for the entire two and a half years. It's getting worse. Naked in the White House. Uh, in the middle of the night, doesn't know who he is. They have to give him a bunch of drugs, yeah. a bunch of amphetamines in the morning. Then they've got a drug him. Uh, at night, sometimes he's got to, though, he'll like be out for the morning for a while and then he comes back out at night for a ball. That's when there's a real problem. He is on drugs. I, I have established that. Okay, so he's on drugs and he's naked. He's walking around the White House. All right, I, I'm sure this is all true. Sounds very credible. We'll move on. There's more to the interview. I'll find some more clips. I've been finding some good ones so far. Uh, there is something else I wanted to get into. Here it is. Donnie Darkened. And this is the guy who really consolidated all the predictive programming, making the case that Donald Trump is the Antichrist. Donnie Darkened is a reference to Donnie Darko, a movie that sort of suggests the same thing, in addition to being connected to 9-11 via predictive programming and its marketing materials that came out on 1-1-9-2001. The director of Donnie Darko is the son of a NASA video maker who helped with the Mars rover the viking project so a nasa movie maker has a son who's a hollywood movie maker who puts out a movie connected to the zeitgeist in some very deep meta scripty kind of ways so here we go donnie darkin says me sovereign bra drew tang reborn will be with tim pool for the culture war podcast tomorrow at 10 very excited to have the opportunity to discuss the end times prophecy with this audience glory to god see this is great because Tim Pool and company worship Donald Trump. Like, they worship him. Like, he's King David, Moses, Jesus, God, and whatever else. What's the other one? I think he had another designation. He's been given a few. But they look up to him. Tim Pool talks like Donald Trump now. Same inflections. He's 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 brainwashed or something. Or he's, he's enamored with the guy and is just listens to his speeches all the time and it's it's showing in his own cadence, but it's interesting that they'd be talking to Donnie Darkened. Again, if you haven't followed Donnie Darkened, his channel is Donald Trump is the chosen Antichrist. They have been foreshadowing this for centuries. Here's the proof. So he says it goes way back. Now, I can point back to 1958 or even 1898, the Ingersoll Lockwood, for examples of Trump and predictive programming and foreshadowing. 
So here's the type of thing that he posts. Donnie Darkin posted this back in July. Donald Trump given a Torah crown by the Israel Heritage Foundation. Their mission statement is to, quote, await King David's descendant to rule over the land. Well, this could be him. Donald Trump could be him. To help the state of Israel and the Jewish people, he and his family should be blessed eternally from the Israel Heritage Foundation, July 10th. Very interesting. Goes on, he remarks that, yeah, today was six years and 66 days since the infamous 2017 Vegas shooting. Just another coincidence. You know, he comes from a very Christian perspective. And I don't trust him because he's anonymous and he's fairly popular. So I, I don't trust anything about him, but the information is definitely valid as far as, yeah, Donald Trump is... Damien Thorne from Omen. Uh, Donald Trump has been heavily predicted in so many ways that it's a foregone conclusion. We're just waiting for the, the head wound ritual for it all to really kick off and the QAnoners to go crazy. I don't think JFK is coming back. I don't think Trump is Elvis or the son of General Patton. I think the QAnoners are full of all kinds of strange misinformation, but overall, the general story here is that Trump is the Antichrist. There's really no other way to explain it. The predictive programming is what it is. Uh, Jeff Bezos is Nimrod. Elon Musk is Willy Wonka crossed with Werner Von Braun and Iron Man. Here's the cover from The Economist. November 2023, The World Ahead. And it has Donald Trump's face superimposed over the world. Interesting. Kind of looks like the northwest coast of Seattle. Probably just a coincidence. All right, let's move on. Just kind of catching up on a few things. And lately, okay, I said the title of tonight's live stream, that it's Elon Musk spelled with a Q and the fake fringe. Well, Rolling Stones just put out a piece here. With a pair of tweets, Elon Musk drove a 9,500% surge in traffic around Pizzagate breathing destructive life into a dormant conspiracy theory and more. And we've all seen it. I've seen this in the last few days. The whole Q thing, look, it's been, since Save the Children 2015-2016, it's been seven years. Those children are all registered Democrats. You didn't save them on time. And they're just rebooting it. Stale Q drops. Even Musk is actually playing into it, where he tweets at 408, and he says, MK Ultra, because... Q-Drop 1608 has a reference to mind control. So he's playing into it. And it's probably good for traffic. It's probably good for a lot of things. As far as the business side of it goes. But researchers are charting the impact of Twitter's revival of the dormant conspiracy theory. In the recent chronicles of Elon Musk's bizarre behaviors, tweets reviving the Pizzagate theory have been overshadowed by his endorsement of an anti-Semitic post. Anyway, this is Rolling Stones. It's just a big hit piece. Rolling Stone. Excuse my Mandela effect. Look, I'm open-minded, but I'm also very much a uh, skeptic. And I happen to think that the Mandela effect is cognitive sabotage in order to discredit the people who are discerning enough to see the fake news for what it is. Godzilla minus one has beat Oppenheimer. 
With an eye-popping rating, Godzilla Minus One has secured its place as the highest-rated blockbuster film on IMDb. I did go watch it, and it is the conservative answer to Barbie. It really is. Because, you know, Barbie's about selfishness, about castrated males, about living for now, F the future, kill the babies, consumerism, and selfishness is basically the, the main theme. Uh, the horror of Babylon. Barbie land. Now, the movie Godzilla, by stark contrast, is all about men, strong men, building each other up, building up um, their own families, keeping each other accountable to their traditional values so the children can grow up and preserve the future. So it's like, it's totally about conservative values and a non-toxic form of masculinity that you don't really see anywhere. It's like, a, it's the perfect counterbalance to Barbie. Anyway, I watched the movie. It's, it's pretty good special effects and otherwise. It's not all super heavy on, on subtext other than really the main thing, which is the thing is he's a metaphor for the nuclear bomb. So he's, the, he's actually the, the nuclear bomb. That's what Godzilla represents. And Oppenheimer being passed up by Godzilla is kind of interesting, of course, just because uh, he gets passed up by a metaphor for the same thing. Nuke movie beat by movie about nuke metaphor. But there's plenty to read into with Godzilla. We've discussed it ad nauseum. Godzilla is another Kraken representative. And it does represent the Kraken. Or In fact, recently the, like there's this giant iceberg that is something like... Let me find it. Big old iceberg. I'm not sure where it's headed. But the whole iceberg hitting the Titanic, the comet hitting the Earth. There, there's this reoccurring theme, and Godzilla represents the same thing, the nuke, whatever's going to bring down the West. So here we go. The world's largest iceberg on the move for the first time in 37 years. So this pops out in the news. It's A23A. Could be fake news. I suspect it is. It's no different than saying, oh yeah, there's an asteroid called Apophis, named for the god of chaos. Apophis 666. And it's going to kill us all in 10 years. Like, I tend not to believe these things. Mike Rothschild says, the UNLV shooter who killed three people, retired professor, Alex Jones fan. We have some images from it. And it looks as staged and fake as anything else. And one... One other thing. Whatever happened to the presumption of innocence? How is it that within hours of a shooting, we already know who did it? We've already identified the shooter. Like It's already a foregone conclusion. Like It's just too much, too fast. And it, it makes me think that the public is being trained to not expect or even recognize the absence of presumption of innocence and due process. They, they've destroyed the idea of due process. And they just throw out these manifestos. Oh, we just happened to find the manifesto that explains why he did it. It's what I call Scooby-Doo justice. We've called it that for some time here because within the span of a single episode of Scooby-Doo, we get the movie, we get the whole story, beginning, middle, end, and the villain is identified at the end. It's just like the media solves it for us. Okay, continuing. We will be following this Donnie Darkened on Tim Pool. Definitely looking forward to that. 
I don't know how they're going to respond to it. It's interesting that they're this deep in the weeds as well. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty fringe to go there. And it's completely interesting to me, too. It's, uh, it's the opposite of the JFK crowd. So the fringe Q quite literally worships Trump. And then you have this other fringe, red pill Q adjacent, who see Trump as the Antichrist. And he truly is being worshipped, which is, to me, that's very much consistent with his role. Commenter says, all is being revealed. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm pretty much more or less sold on it. I, I think that it makes perfect sense what they've done with Trump. The consistency with it all and the head wound stuff, it's unbelievable. And we've been following this for some time because of the work of Jurassic Liars, who had been predicting something along these lines way before Q came along. He's been uh, looking at this stuff. Okay, let's go back into... We talked about Naked Biden, Alex Jones, the 9-11 prophet, yeah, Musk, Q. Yesterday we found all kinds of interesting stuff having to do with inflatable everything. Cardboard tanks. We got paper machalians, cardboard tanks, rubber babies. I mean, the, the fakeability is just off the charts. What isn't fakeable at this point? And I remember a couple of years ago arriving at this, just thinking to myself, actually, I said this on a live stream, it's like their fakeability powers are so good that they could probably fake a Godzilla coming out of the ocean and the public would believe it. And I said it then, being you know just totally facetious, just very flippant, but now that I think about it, yeah, they could probably fake a, a literal Godzilla if they wanted to. Okay, here's Alex Jones saying that the deep state's next move is to kill Trump. Letting on Trump, whether you love him or hate him, he's now a populist icon. Uh, he, he's now the underdog. Uh, the globalists are coming after him. They're coming after our right to vote for who we want. He gets 60%. Which is the fundamental right in a democracy. I, the people rule. I can vote for whomever I want. It do, and if you don't like that person, that's immaterial, Absolutely. Right? And he's been indicted for saying they're stealing elections. They're stealing it. Try, do, oh, I'm aware. Well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. In their indictments of him is absolutely. election theft, but yes. So, so, but despite that, he's got 60% against all other Republicans. He's 15, 20 points ahead of Biden. It's backfired, but the deep state's not going to stop. So you said to Trump several times in that 400 million views or whatever you got, biggest show ever, you know, you said to him, well, isn't the next thing them trying to kill you? And he, he, he's so confident he doesn't want to think about that. And we're, we're, he we're doesn't just... want to think about it. So here, you know, here we are talking about Donald Trump getting shot. And here we are, look, they're mainstreaming it. This is predictive programming. This is concurrent programming. This is setting expectations so that when it happens, all of Jones's and Tucker's listeners, one, automatically believe it's real and two, automatically blame the other side. And this would be very incendiary, which is probably the intention. You know, they're going to strike a match with this one. This is going to be, it's going to be spectacular. And we haven't had a spectacular PSYOP since 9-11. We've had plenty of PSYOPs, but nothing visually all that spectacular. Just terrible special effects, terrible acting. So I'm somewhat looking forward to it, but I don't have super high expectations because remember what they did with Trump's friend, and this was right after the Georgia Guidestones blew up, you had the, um, I called him Squibby Abe, you know, um, Abe Shinsu, the former Japan prime minister, uh, who got shot on TV, and it was, it was, it was like a, 
an assassination with a homemade gun. But it was obviously fake. This was on July 8, 2022. Shinzo Abe, or Abe, but I said Abe because it was foreshadowing for a presidential assassination. Friend of Trump's. But he was the longest serving prime minister in Japanese history, nine years. And he was shot, but if you looked at the video, you would see that it was Squibby. Shot from 33 feet away, correct. Squibby Abe. You can actually see the contraption in this jacket. But they've been preparing us for this for some time. And, okay, the Squibby Abe thing happens on July 8th. Well, this was just four days after the 4th of July parade was shot up. So, 4th of July, 4-7. Uh, by a guy with 4-7 tattooed on his head, written on his car. A guy who frequently went to Trump rallies and who idolized Lee Harvey Oswald. So he just connect the dots. A would-be Trump assassin shoots up a patriotic parade with a 47 tattooed on his head while Trump's running to be President 47 and he has a 45 on the side of his head, which he recently updated to say 45-47. Which if you add and you get 9-11 out of it, interesting. My main point being the symbol of the number on the side of the head resurfaces with the killing of Adam Johnson next slashed he's number 47 and the whole team puts 47s on their helmets. The other team puts 47 on their hearts. And that was on the ice. It was uh, during a game. But it was a, a black player kills a white player. The player's number 22. So we're like, okay, that's interesting. A few days later, we find out that when the player's arrested for doing it, it's manslaughter he's being charged with. There's 47 days left in the year. There's a moment of silence. Somebody scores in the 47th minute. The goalie saved 47. Like, it's getting repetitive. So we're like, okay, something's going on. Then Derek Chauvin, 47, gets stabbed 22 times. So there you have it again, 47-22, 47-22. And it goes deeper with Derek Chauvin and the Proud Boy guy getting 22 years. The numbers are very consistent, but the consistent thing here, though, is that black on white is the theme. Black on white, Derek Chauvin on George Floyd. Uh, black Friday attack on Derek Chauvin. Black player kills white player. So we're talking about the manipulation of the poles or the uh, the extremes is what we're really talking about beyond just race it has a bigger context we're talking about the hegelian dialectics thesis antithesis and then they spark some kind of a reaction so this is what i'm thinking here is the 47 may also tie of course to this next presidential race but also super bowl 47 which was the blackout bowl 33 minutes of darkness so it's the blackout bowl and interestingly, the quarterback then was the future titular head of BLM, Colin Kaepernick. So there's some fascinating connections here all around. Jamatria 101 says, 22 years after 9-11. Building 7 had 47 floors. Interesting. Okay, so let's talk about the guy whose house blew up. His name was James Yu. James Yu, and I believe he was a Another conspiracy theorist type. James Yu had a long career, but his most notable job was head of global information and physical security at Global Crossing. Okay, there's a lot of uh, information here. It looks like a rabbit hole, but we'll, we'll get into this later. We'll find out more about James Yu, but I'm seeing a pattern here. 
and that one may have something to do with the FISA terrorist thing, and and also the general theme, in you know of right wing problem solvers, conspiracy theorists going violent. Also interesting that it's a DC bombing, after Derek Chauvin is attacked. See DC, Derek Chauvin. Maybe there's something there. So much foreshadowing. Okay, let me catch up on my tweets here. You can follow me at IPS Insider, the name of our incoming tabloid. And I'll be covering a lot of the stories that we talk about here in print. I do a lot of transcription with the software, edit it. So the point of it is we're, we're going to have our own record, our own historical record that's parallel to the official one. Uh, comment, oh, this is, uh, there's another infiltration of Bohemian Grove. There's been a couple. Here's another one. This was released by George News, of all people. This is First Modern Day Images Within Bohemian Grove. This is the Mandalay Camp. It just looks like a boring campground. I mean, it looks like fun, looks nice. I don't see anything specifically ominous. Nothing like the video where the guy checked out the altar where they cremate their sacrificial victims every year, or whatever it is, the effigy, the burning man. I just saw that Bohemian Grove was trending, which probably has a lot to do with Q trending. Like, they're really trying to push this stuff right now. They're really trying to light a fire under the Q people and the Pizzagate stuff, and it's not organic. I mean, I'm watching this on Twitter, and I'm just, it's, it's so fake. I almost just, want to turn off Twitter, turn off Disease X. Like, if I wanted to be propagandized by BS 24-7, I would just watch cable news. I'd just watch Fox and CNN. X is... I don't know. I'm just going to say it's it's mostly ruined if it weren't for its position, you know, as a, as a public commons. I mean, it really has just been saturated with so much garbage. Has everyone else had that experience? Disease X, and it's by design too, they're sabotaging it, because what they're making the case for is that because of mind viruses, as this new existential threat, we have to look at the public commons a little differently now. Now we have to recognize that this is the global mind space. Just like we have to keep outer space safe, and we can't clutter it with space junk, because future generations could be landlocked because of the Kessler Syndrome, if we have too much clutter up there, which is a reoccurring theme. Musk is just littering outer space. So what are they saying? The suggestion is that we need to treat inner space, or mind space, cyberspace, exactly like we do our commons in outer space in order to have one world unity. So Musk is creating the problem to get the reaction that brings about the solution. That's what I mean. He's a fall guy for free speech. And that's why none of these theories that we we see here are organically um, showing up. They're actually being pushed there. They're being paid. They're being propagated. Q said Alex Jones is Mossad-backed disinformation. So Elon Musk is about to let Alex Jones back on. They're thinking about it. But this is a script flip, if anything. So here's what he said. Democrat Party founded the KKK, probably true, 
When the majority of the South was white, they played the race card for political pow power. Now that these areas are not majority white, they're playing a different card. Most enforcers of this are white liberal women. The same liberals point at the white Christian society who are responsible for stopping slavery. Oh, these are just a bunch of, of quotes and statements from Alex Jones. This interview is going to be dissected by everybody on the left tomorrow because it has two of their most triggering characters, that being Tucker and Jones. But it is interesting that he would call Q Mossad-backed disinformation. Um, you know, they, they have this strange love-hate relationship with Q. I'm not quite sure what it is. And here's one other point before we let him get away with that. Um, Alex Jones has said on numerous occasions that he actually knows who Q is. He actually told this to Eddie Bravo on Eddie Bravo's show. And he said, if you want to know who Q is, I can't betray confidences. But I will take you to Joe Rogan. We'll go to steak, we'll have a steak dinner, after which I will show you who Q is. We will show you. So Jones was implying that he and Joe Rogan know who Q is, which 100% comports with what I know about Q, who admitted to me before we doxed him that he is friends with both Alex Jones and Joe Rogan. So I heard that and I thought, you know, that makes perfect sense with what I've heard. But yes, um, Jones knows this and he's not bringing it up to Tucker Carlson. So um, this is why I don't trust him. He's part of the operation. And the whole January 6th thing, if you don't know, um, it was fake. It was a simulated riot. It was actually a closed movie set. And this has been dissected frame by frame ad nauseum by Wu's News. And it's, it's case closed. The only people who believe the official story or the approved alternate story of the January 6th event are the people who haven't researched it. And all it takes is a 21-minute video from Woo's News that really makes the case that it was a simulated staged riot. But you're not going to get that information. You're not going to get that kind of insights uh, from any of these big channels because what they're going to do is they're going to maintain some kind of uh, mystery about it. Here we go. Alex Jones claims he'll reveal the identity of Q next Wednesday if Joe Rogan doesn't expose Q before then. So that was back in April of 2020. I have a few examples of Jones publicly admitting it, most recently with Eddie Bravo. So there you have it. He's a liar. Trust him if you want to. Jamitra101 says, call the cops on Twitter posts, especially in Ireland. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I've been kind of saying for some time that there's going to be a point where the governments of the world are going to find it necessary to eliminate question marks from keyboards. You don't need to ask questions if they're providing you all the answers. If you're not questioning them, if you're satisfied with their answers, then you won't need those. And who is the main enemy right now? The main bad guy, the main villain in the Batman movies? It's the Riddler. And what's his symbol? The question marks. So you can connect Q, question marks, the Riddler, to radical terrorists, and you can see what they've done. Okay, let me play this clip. This is Ireland censorship law sounds like an episode of Black Mirror.
Sounds like a Black Mirror episode. The police can enter your home unannounced, search your phone and computers, and arrest you for the things that you're reading, watching, or posting online. If you refuse, you could be sentenced to 12 months in prison. But it's not a Black Mirror episode. It's worse than that. It's real life. At this very moment, the government of Ireland is trying to pass a law before Christmas that will let the police go into people's homes and confiscate their phones and computers. Now you might think Ireland doesn't matter, that it could disappear tomorrow without much impact. But Ireland does matter. It's the test case for the next phase of the global crackdown by military and intelligence forces and their agents that's been happening over the last seven years. What they used to call a conspiracy theory has now been confirmed as true. Our research has exposed a far-reaching plan by military and intelligence agencies in the United States, Britain, and other nations to subvert the democratic process and engage in activities that have a basis in military techniques and which are tantamount to attempts at thought control. Thought control. Okay, now, before we go any further, in fact, that's all you need to hear. It sounds ominous. Like, look, they're gonna do this. It's like, they're gonna crack down. They're gonna censor our minds. They're gonna use mind control. Uh, no, we're several generations in to total mind control. We exist in a, what you would call an immersive illusion. You know, we, we, we exist with an internalized version of reality that doesn't comport with the real thing, but we wouldn't know because we are brainwashed. We have Stockholm Syndrome. We live in an alternate reality, a filtered version, and the version we live in is essentially a gigantic doomsday cult, a world-spanning doomsday cult. We're in a, we're, for all intents and purposes, we're in a bunker, but it's just so big you can't see it. It's a closed system. We're already mind-controlled beyond repair. None of the weapons of mass destruction exist the way that they say. Nothing about the news is organic. Everything is news-bent, written in advance, or reality-spent. So the idea that they're gonna do something, uh, it's a little late. Like you, you, you really, this is, it's a little ironic how, I don't know what you want to call this, it's sad, I guess, perhaps, but you can't really fault anybody for thinking that things are coming. Like Alex Jones, for example, his whole premise is the new world order is coming. It's like, well, if you didn't notice, the new world order is the old one, and they're just giving us an update. It's a new iteration. It's changeless. It will never end. They already won. It's not coming. It's already here. We've already been conquered. We're already in the simulation. So the idea here that the military is going to do something different. I'm sorry, but the military's main job is to carry mind viruses, essentially. You brainwash a bunch of people, and you have them believe all this stuff, and now they form a firewall against reality. And we have hundreds of thousands of people in this MOS, this specialty, and they all base their whole lives on the existence of radioactive waste and how to save people from it. Like, okay, well, because of them, because of that, the, the entire infrastructure here, it's built on lies. Commenter says the Behavioral Insights Team known unofficially as the Nudge Unit, is a UK-based global social purpose organization that generates and applies behavioral insights to inform policy. Following Nudge theory using applied psychology, most are unaware they're being manipulated. I'll have to look into that Nudge theory. Like, here's a guy on, on the screen here talking so ominously about 
military intelligence and thought control. Uh, look at Netflix. You know what? What they fail to understand is that there is no meaningful distinction between the entertainment media, whether it be the big movies, the video games, the novels, the books. There's no meaningful distinction between that and news entertainment and the political soap opera and scientism. It's all part of a fictional universe. Okay, let's take a look here. Nudge theory. A concept in behavioral economics, decision-making, behavioral policy, social psychology, consumer behavior, and related sciences that proposes adaptive designs of the decision environment as ways to influence behavior and decision-making of groups and individuals. So I, I often talk about the screen and how the general public's mind is processed through the ubiquitous screen. And it's there in front of your face your entire life, so you don't even see that it's there. It's just assumed to be a window, when actually it's an argument from authority. So you, you may not know that it's telling you what to think, because it's not overtly telling you, but it's corralling your thoughts. It's providing your frame of reference. You would have no way of knowing. And if you started to question it, what do you do? You look deeper. You become a conspiracy theorist. Well, guess what you didn't do? you didn't engage in skepticism about the frame of reference itself. The MSM mediated realities standard consensus frame, the thing that everybody agrees on, if you're a conspiracy theorist that hasn't taken apart the basic assumptions, then you're not a skeptic. You're merely a deeper believer in deception, in delusion, and it becomes nightmarish. So the blue pill MSM dreamer can fall into a nightmare. But you don't wake up by looking deeper. You wake up by stepping back. So what I, I bring up here is that the control system here, the, the mind control system, is really about omission more than anything. So they put on this, these, these blinkers, essentially. And you do the work for them. You brainwash yourself. You self-gaslight. You conform. You put the mind mask on. And that's what the screen is. It's a mind mask. They want you to keep the mind mask on so you don't spread mind viruses inadvertently. You just keep everything on the same sheet as everybody else. But skepticism involves stepping back from the primary claims, and a lot of people can't do that, especially when it comes to foundational myths. That's why we harp on the fake moon landings and the fake 9-11 with the... Now, were the buildings inflatable? Would that explain how they fell so fast? Were they deflated? I'm only somewhat joking. I mean, they probably could have pulled that off, but we're, we're looking at so many videos of you know inflatable tanks, rocket launchers, cardboard tanks, rubber babies. Everything's inflatable. In fact, I came across a nice bit of 9-11 predictive programming from 1996. I think it was an Olympics commercial, but it has a 9-11 jumper, almost identical to the Falling Man, photographed by AP photographer Richard Drew, who also photographed RFK as he was falling to his death. 1996 predictive programming for the 2001 event. I'll show you the image. Let me go through the video first. This is a YouTube video. If you're just listening, it's a pole vaulter, and he vaults over the Twin 
Towers. So he's running towards the Twin Towers. Imagine a world where you could do anything and leave old inefficient ways of doing business behind. So he, he vaults over the Twin Towers and now he's falling. New ways to find and share information. AT&T can streamline the way you do business, so there's no limit to what you can do. Okay, now let me get to the juxtaposition of Richard Drew's photograph of the falling man, which is actually owned by Elton John, Rocketman. One of the individuals to take the name Rocketman. You got Kim Jong-il. You got Mad Mike Hughes, all vying for that name. And there's a weird story with the Rocketman thing with Elton John. But yeah, he, Elton John owns the Falling Man photo. Which is morbid, right? Like, does he buy snuff films? Like, serious question. The type of person who's going to pay millions of dollars for a picture of somebody falling to his death, yeah, he, he probably has his own frazzle drip mask. Elton John owns the largest collection of 9-11 photographs. Okay. Very, very interesting. 20 years on, the falling man is still... Yeah, this is it. The most iconic image. He says, I collect for the beauty, not the value. One side of the building in darkness, one side in light, and this man is falling in a perfect straight line. Yeah, so he definitely waxes a little poetic about the man's death. Definitely getting some Hannibal Lecter vibes off of Elton John. Okay, moving on here. Just bringing it up that the same photographer that shot that photo 33 years prior in 1968 had photographed Robert F. Kennedy falling to his death, having been shot by Saran Saran. And here's the pole vaulter falling. Very similar. Hanging man to row symbolism, says Selena. Yeah, and recently you had the 33-year-old fall into the reflecting pool and he posed like the falling man before he did and I think there's a lot of interesting symbolism attached to it we could probably delve into but the main thing here predictive programming 1996 um, let's see what else Diana South says Elton wears a bowl cut yeah he doesn't seem like the mass shooter type but there is something kind of creepy about storing all these photos, but we know what they are. You know, these are symbolic, ritualistic images, and there, there's, there's some kind of significance to it, The Falling Man. There was a 2001 movie called uh, Vanilla Sky, Tom Cruise, where the whole point of the movie is he has to overcome his fear of heights or something, and he jumps off a building at the very end, at the climax of the film and he becomes the falling man. So there, there is some kind of significance to it. It's probably one of these details that Stanley Kubrick had something to do with as well. And if you haven't seen it, you gotta look at Chartward's breakdown of 9-11 and how it relates to the Stanley Kubrick film, The Shining. Because The Shining has some of the most obvious and clear predictive programming for 9-11. I referenced this earlier during the IPSD program when Danny's going down the hallway and you have the twins, who weren't twins in the book, 
and then they're eviscerated, and it looks like the Twin Towers. Then he's throwing darts, and the twins show up, standing next to the Bell Telephone Tower. And if you look at 9-11, it's adjacent to the Bell Telephone Tower. But the most interesting part here that I think most tellingly gives away who directed 9-11, at the 9-11 site at Ground Zero, looking over it is the specially designed Millennium Hilton. And the Hilton looks just like Kubrick's monolith. Of course, the movie came out 33 years before 9-11 as well. But that alone is, is highly suggestive of, you know, that's Kubrick's signature, because the monolith, which appears in a very similar scene in 2001 A Space Odyssey, standing in this, or the monolith on, I think it's on, is it the Mars base? One of the bases. Anyway, it, it goes pretty deep back, if you, if you follow back into Kubrick's work, The Shining, 2001 Space Odyssey, predicting 9-11, which all has to do with the new age. That's ultimately what it's about, the death of the old age, bringing in the new. One more point here. Look at the Hilton logo, and you won't be able to unsee this. It is the Twin Towers, and you see the plane's trajectory and where it hits the Twin Towers. Dinah South said, how did the falling man keep his arms close to his body? Probably not possible. Hmm, hadn't thought about that. Yep, the Hilton's logo is definitely uh, Twin Towers getting hit. But there's a, a Hilton that looks like the monolith from 2001 A Space Odyssey overlooking Ground Zero. And, you know, I brought up The Shining because there's a follow-up book to The Shining called Doctor Sleep by Stephen King in which a character predicts 9-11. And that's Dr. Sleep. It's about, you know, psychics and the predicting of 9-11. I mean, this is just uh, another indicator that Stephen King, like Kubrick, like Cameron, like Clancy, like so many others, is an insider to many of these things. And I guess we might as well add Alex Jones to the list of insiders. Because he predicted 9-11, like, months prior, uh, pretty accurately, to a T. And that, to me, isn't suggestive of him being prescient, because 9-11 didn't happen. It was a PSYOP. So he didn't say, I knew they were going to do a PSYOP. You know, he predicts it as though, or he predicted what he maintains is a real thing. And they can never stray from it. This is why I don't, I don't take the words of these fake populists all that seriously. I just study them to see where the fringe is at, the fake fringe, which is what we've been talking about today. Elon Musk, spelled with a Q, Elon Musk and the fake fringe. The fake fringe is to distract people from what we're doing. The, the real fringe, which is the off-world stage perspective, it's actually over their fringe, over the edge. They used to call it borderline content. Like, oh, we got to get rid of that borderline content. The stuff close to the edge. Fine. Get rid of everything at the edge. What's left? Well, now you have a new edge. Got to get rid of that. And so on. And eventually, you've consolidated all of the world's acceptable ideas into a very narrow view of ideas that can be expressed. And that's where we're at right now. I guess that's where Ireland is at. It's just a matter of time till they come for your question marks. We're waiting for that. The ceaseless demonization of conspiracy theorists suggests that they've created a new terrorist. People are no longer worried about radical Islamists coming out of their mosques and blowing things up. 
they're worried about conspiracy theorists on TikTok who, according to Nikki Haley, and Nikki Haley was the one who said that everybody on the internet needs to use their real name for total accountability, which is just incomprehensibly dumb. But then she says that every hour you spend on TikTok, you become 17% more anti-Semitic. Which again, maybe it explains Caleb 5D, but it's ludicrous. Portal Complex says the Outer Limits 1963 episodes often have twisted endings and involve aliens. Yeah, the Outer Limits and many of these older shows have been preparing us for the alien intervention scenario. And I don't even think that they're really going to intervene with aliens. I just think it's a replacement story for Rapture. Like, you know, the, the Space Needle, which is a very important symbol, iconic there in Seattle. Uh, the Space Needle was consciously designed to resemble a UFO. And we've talked about that before. The whole Space Needle is coded. You know, it has the code with 42 like a 42-second ride to the top, 42-meter-wide UFO at the top, state Washington, which is state number 42. It's pretty consistent all around, but the meaning of it, it's, it's a UFO and a tractor beam, but it's really just a new stylized obelisk, which represents ascension into heaven, uh, resurrection. The elite, the elevated, it's one of these recurring themes. Oh, hey, this reminds me. So Musk is here hyping Pizzagate, and um, we also have all this other talk regarding Q, like Q star algorithm for OpenAI ChatGPT. So the Q star thing that has Sam Altman all up in a tizzy. Sam Altman. And you look at his name, it looks like AI man. And then Amazon's releasing an AI chatbot called Q. Amazon Q. Just bringing it up. You know, they're, they're bringing back Q, they're bringing back Pizzagate. Okay, let's see what else we have here. A uh, commenter says, Haley says, freedom of speech for Americans, but not for Russians or Iranians because it's a national security issue. As we enter a campaign mode, see what's going on. Right. Yeah, I, I kind of saw that. But I, I guess my problem with her notion that everybody should be identifiable, it's like, well, what about pseudonyms? What if you're a writer? And, and then there's the marketability issue. You're born with a name that may not be marketable, may not have distinction. I mean, it, it's it's insane to think that people would even become more accountable or careful about what they say. It's not going to change anything. Uh, you know, people are still going to say what they need to say to get the clicks. It's not going to improve things. It's just going to make people vulnerable. Or it'll shut people up. Because, you know, free speech is intended to protect offensive speech speech that goes against the grain. If you're only going to echo what everybody already accepts, if it doesn't challenge anything, then why does it need any protection? Obviously it does not. So could an AI experiment called Project Q be the reason for the open AI meltdown? Ahead of Altman's ousting, researchers wrote to the board of directors warning of a powerful discovery that they said could threaten humanity. Some believe that Q star could be a breakthrough for what's known as general intelligence or artificial general intelligence. Again, this is all hype, and this too, 
I think is important in the sense that they're trying to sow this conception of like artificial intelligence becoming sentient like people think chat gpt is sentient which is ridiculous you know google is not sentient you know books are not sentient it's information information organizing it's interactive it's somewhat personable and becoming increasingly so but that's a far cry from sentience but they want the public to think this and look there are still large swaths of the population that find things like crying statues to be believable. There are people who believe the Shroud of Turin. You know, if you believe in crying or talking statues, if you fall for animatronic rubber dummies, then you'd probably fall for this new AI god that's going to uh, descend uh, probably any day now. It's what we're waiting on. Operation AI was Pearl Harbor, which is Operation 19, AI-19. We have 19 hijackers, of course. 19 hijackers, then 19 years later, COVID-19, and now the next thing is Gaia from the World Economic Forum 666, Gaia, which is their Global AI Action Alliance, which totally ties in with all of the James Cameron avatar predictive programming for Pandora being sentient and Gaia being sentient. Okay, let's see what else we have here. Diana South says, In the 60s and 70s, lots of playground equipment was shaped like UFOs, rockets, space needles, and maypoles. Yeah, look, and one more point here. We've been inundated with fake UFO invasion, well, UFO invasion scenarios forever, since War of the Worlds. And War of the Worlds is really just about what happens if your media is monolithic and the control they can have. You know, one radio blasting the signal, there's no alternatives, no fact-checking, and people go into a panic because they think it's real. Well, that's what 2019 was, or sorry, 2020 was about. It was War of the Worlds. It was an alien invasion, essentially. And we all believed it because we heard it on the radio. We saw it on TV. But they never show up. So I kind of don't think that there's going to be some crescendo where they actually try to present paper mache aliens as real. I think it's just the threat of it is always going to be there because it has replaced the old rapture ideas where instead of people thinking you know this world's terrible I wish Jesus would come with angels they're like I wish aliens just show up already they have to give the atheistic scientism cult members something to believe in portal complex says a119 operation to nuke the moon yep you have Apollo 11 and a reverse 9-11 built into that project. It was going to be something of a, a flex where the U.S. Air Force was going to nuke the moon because they wanted to show the Russians who was boss and win the space race before they decided to just land on it. Uh, 119, very common. I mean, we talked about this number. Donnie Darko came out on that date. That number is the so that was the date the first patient for the pandemic um, showed symptoms. Rodney King hit 33 times over a one minute 19 second period. That number is very consistent, and it's sort of this reverse 9/11, but it also ties to I think Genesis, which has to do with the fall of the Tower of Babel. 
and Nuking the Moon, the movie Moonfall, which came out a couple years ago, directed by the guy that did Independence Day, Roland Emmerich. And Roland Emmerich provided a lot of the visuals so that we would be able to properly process 9-11. They prepared us for things falling from the sky. And then he did Moonfall. And on the anniversary of Moonfall's release on 2-4, we had the Chinese space balloon, which looked like a moon, which they shot down. Fascinating, fascinating connections. We've gone through all of this. In fact, at the end of the year, I'm going to publish all of my articles from 2023 into a single book. I did that for 2022. I called it the schism and everything. And I'm going to do it this year as well. In addition to you know, blogging and writing on the, in the newspaper, I'll take these articles at the end of the year and consolidate them. So we have a record. So we can kind of go back and look at patterns. And also, one more thing, the IPS Insider is going to feature a catalog. I'm sorry, well, a catalog listings, kind of like a classified, but we're also going to include a calendar uh, for all of the hoaxes, so we can keep up with them. Like, for example, today's the hoax anniversary of D-Day, and we're a few days away from the Sandy hoax anniversary. I'm sure that's going to probably show up in our ads. They love to ruin Christmas, which is what they primarily try to do that year. Okay, this has been fantastic. This is Auto Hoax or GTFO. We'll be live tomorrow morning for the IPS Morning D program. And we'll be over there in the Gilded and Discord server. Actually, more likely Gilded tonight. This has been Elon Musk, spelled with a Q. I'm going to spell Musk with a Q from now on. Elon Musk and the fake fringe. I'm going to finish watching that Alex Jones, Tucker Carlson interview. I haven't watched all of it yet, but um, it's going to blow up tomorrow. All right, thanks again. This is Chief Crow. I'll put a link below.